Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week's episode of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a mental health platform that provides direct online counseling and therapy services via web or phone text communication. You don't even need to use flu powder in order to access a therapist through BetterHelp. I think we can all tell in book five that if you keep your feelings bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest if you don't have access to Dumbledore's office. I know in my life, therapy has helped me identify patterns to help me interrupt ones that I don't feel like are healthy and find better ways to cope. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash sacred text today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sacred text. Hi, everyone. We are off this week because we are between seasons, but it occurred to me that I had a really wonderful conversation with the great Kathy too several years ago now about Cho Chang. We used to have a podcast called The Women of Harry Potter, where I would interview women about a character in Harry Potter who they wanted to shine a light on. And Kathy too, who is, among other things, the founder of the incredible queer podcast, Nancy, came on and talked about her thoughts about Cho Chang, how she's wonderful, how she's written about in a stereotypified way, all of the pluses of the character and complications of her representation and the representation in general of Asian women in the Harry Potter series and in culture. As Cho has a bigger part in book five, we thought that this was going to be a really helpful episode for those of you who haven't heard it before to hear it. And for those of you who haven't heard it in about five years to hear it again. One other thing to keep in mind is that our Women of Harry Potter episodes used to have these very fun trivia quizzes at the end of the episodes. So you are also going to hear that. So this is a bonus. It's a conversation with me and the great Kathy too about our brilliant, strong, fierce, beautiful Cho Chang. And we hope that you enjoy this bonus and we will be back next week launching book five, The Order of the Phoenix. 
Today, we are continuing our series, really trying to lift up the voices of the very few women of color in the Harry Potter universe. And we are lucky enough to be joined by the amazing Kathy Tu, incredible podcaster, early supporter of our podcast, and we're just like a huge, huge fan. And she is one half of the Nancy podcast on WNYC. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Okay, so we invited you to come on and bless the incredible Cho Chang. What are you blessing her for today? Well, I've been thinking about this, and I feel like it's hard for me to really put to word like a feeling. But I guess I'm I'm blessing Cho Chang for being clearly a minority in the Harry Potter world, but also excelling at everything and also suffering so much and just like I guess just being herself in this world where she goes through a lot but you don't really learn that much about her so I guess just just existing in the Harry Potter world is is enough for 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 me (laughs) to bless her yeah she is a character who just so much is put on she has to be an excellent student. She has to be absolutely gorgeous so that Mm -hmm. both Cedric and Harry want her. She has to be not just a great, you know, Quidditch player, but be a great like sportswoman of Quidditch, right? Like have the best manners on the Quidditch pitch. Like she's the one who points out to Harry that he's in trouble when they think that there's a Dementor. So like she Mm -hmm. has like an ethnicity tax or a race tax on her by existing in this school. Yeah, and... I mean, she's a great student. She's a great athlete. The way Cho defends Marietta, which I think is the right thing to do um, when Marietta, like, rats out Dumbledore's army, and then Harry gets so mad at her, I'm just like, I feel for you. Like, there's—you're taking on so many different roles, and still, we don't know anything else about you besides the fact that, like, tragic things have happened, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I completely agree. What she does for Marietta is is a hundred percent the right thing. Mm-hmm. And and it is what Harry would do for Hermione or Ron, so I don't understand why he judges her for it. Right. The trio is way in the wrong and Cho and Marietta are completely in the right on that whole yeah, situation. I agree. Well, I remember reading about Cho and being like, this is the person that I'm going to identify with, Um, even though the way that she interacted with the world of Harry Potter, um, to me, did not signal like an immigrant experience. At first reading the book, I was kind of like, I don't quite understand how to interpret this character besides I think they're signaling to me that this is an Asian character by just choosing to use their name because I don't learn anything else about her that would signal to me that she's a she is anything but a white character, you know. And then I remember later on when the movies were coming out, there was so much press about who was going to play um, Cho Chang because we knew that she was going to be Harry's love interest. And I remember thinking with my friends, like, this person gets to date, like, the most famous person in the Harry Potter-verse. Like, she has to be perfect. Like, who is she going to pick? And I also remember me and my friends all thinking when they did pick Katie Lung, I think it's Lung, excuse me, I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I remember thinking they picked such a pretty person. And on top of that, they gave her an accent that was not 
who I would have thought somebody who's named Cho Chang would have. Does that make sense? Like, to me, somebody that kept a name, Cho Chang, would most likely have more of like a like a native, say, like Chinese accent or something like that. But instead, I think she had like a Scottish, maybe a Scottish accent. Yeah. Which like at the time, not really knowing where I, you know, where we fit in in the world. To me, I was thinking at the time, wow, she's so much cooler than us. Like now she seemed to me like an Asian American almost, but she's so much cooler. She's got like a like a Scottish accent. And now I kind of like cringe back at the younger version of myself being like, that doesn't seem, I know that this is like a fantasy world, but that doesn't seem true to any sort of experience that I know about. So, yeah, interesting choices, interesting casting choices and just general character development choices there. Yeah, and just like interesting writing about any sort of like racial identity, right? Like, I just feel like she probably called Cho Cho because she wanted an East Asian character and like didn't know how to describe her other than giving her a name that would signal that she's East Asian. Right, right. Right. And like not catching on to, right. That's exactly the kind of thing that I would catch on to of being like, okay, that Jewish character's named Shmuley. Mm-hmm. Like you would only name your child Shmuley if you were super Orthodox and right. Like yeah. if you know all the rules inside of a world, you can pick up on all of those signals and like notice when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I also think what you're really pointing us to is in underrepresented groups of groups that are underrepresented in like mass media, there's so much hope and pressure pinned to every little decision on a character like Cho or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I even find myself doing it like whenever it turns out that like a Jew has done something bad in the news. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. like, Ugh, Jeffrey Epstein. Why? <laughs> Whereas, like, every time a, you know, white Christian, like, Trump does something bad, it's not like the entire Christian community is like, oh, you're representing us poorly. Right. Yeah. They get to be individuals. Exactly. Exactly. And Cho, Hermione, I think, rightly points to all of the pressure that Cho is under Mm -hmm. in that, like, brilliant Hermione way of saying, well, obviously she has feelings for you, but she's still sad about Cedric and bull- like here are all the reasons that she could be crying during the first kiss. But Hermione doesn't know the added pressure, right, of like potentially being the only Chinese person at Hogwarts who is also under the like intense glare of everybody for being the girlfriend of Cedric, you know, like knowing that she's representing an entire race of people in the way that she grieves and the way that she dates. Yeah. I mean, I remember when she was introduced in the series, I did also feel like I didn't quite relate to her because like in my school, um, which had a lot of Asian kids there, I felt like she would be like one of the popular Asian kids. And so like we wouldn't really hang out, but it was nice to have her there. But at the same time, I was thinking she is supposed to be like the Asian girl that we all strive to be, you know, like I can't think of like any part of her in in the Harry Potter books where she sort of falters as like as a person, basically. She is perfect and kind of like all across the board, which is impossible to be. And 
I feel like after the series is finished, she kind of just like vanished away. She was like present for a little bit as this perfect person that Harry really liked. And then she kind of just disappears. I remember feeling like, what happened to her? Is she not in this world anymore? Like, what what happened? I would watch a whole spinoff, read a whole spinoff on just what happened to Cho Chang. Oh, my God. Me, too. I also think, like, Harry always gets disappointed when he perceives her as not being perfect. Yeah, that's true. When she cries on their date on Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. and doesn't just, like, go with the flow on him saying, sorry, I have to interrupt our date to go meet up with another girl. And she rightfully gets mad about a Valentine's Day being interrupted for him to go meet up with another girl. Mm -hmm. He's like, whoa, emotions. (laughs) And so we even see Harry, like, judge her for anything that he sees as her stepping out of line. Yeah. Though I I would also, I guess I would also add, not that I'm defending Harry, but he just seemed real emotional during that time, generally. He seemed to be bouncing back and forth (laughs) during that period of his life. Well, he, I mean, as much as it impacts Cho that her boyfriend died, Harry actually, like, witnessed him die. Right. Like, I feel like they're both traumatized and neither of them have worked through it. No. I mean, and, you know, it, like, really begs being said every time you talk about the Harry Potter world that, like, they were 15 and, like, trying to take care of each other when they're both grieving and... Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This week's episode of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text is brought to you by Me Undies. I have lots of kinds of underwear in my drawer, but I have to tell you that my favorite kind of underwear is me undies. I love them so much. And Colette, my wife, is so jealous of them that when Mother's Day came up this year and she wanted a variety of different gifts for Mother's Day, one of the things she wanted was some me undies underwear and also their lounge pants. I have a pair of me undies lounge pants and Colette deserves a super soft, super comfortable pair of Me Undies lounge pants. There are styles for everyone from all black classics to fun, expressive prints, and they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And like I said already, they have unmatched comfort. Their signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's also breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. MeUndies are also responsibly sourced. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash HPST. That's MeUndies.com slash HPST for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. This week's episode of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text is brought to you by Redfin. Let's say for some reason... You can't get back to Grimmauld Place, so you need to find a new home. If you're like me, you would go to Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations, so finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. If you see something you like, just book a tour straight from the app. 
And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put toward your next home. They even have a function where Trelawney will tell you whether or not she can see you in this house. Redfin. It's how Molly found the burrow. Download the Redfin app to get started. I am wondering if there is like a a discrimination component to the standard that he holds Cho to. Hmm. Like just if he is like, if Hermione were to cry, I don't feel he'd be like, ugh, why are girls crying all the time? Right. He gets so annoyed with Cho, but I think you're probably right. Rather than cry discrimination, <laughs> I'll just have sympathy for Harry and say he didn't have the capacity to deal with somebody else's pain in that moment. And that's yeah. probably what that's about. <laughs> Fine. I guess it's hard to figure out when... You know, we're not given too much more background information about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally read a spinoff series about I wonder Cho. what happened. You know, like, I'm sure she went on to excel, probably also be an or. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. She was so good in Dumbledore's Army. Yeah. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Come on. Very smart. And also a seeker, right? She yeah. can fly yeah. with the best of them. And I think... She's probably running the place. <laughs> I mean, and it makes sense because at the end of the day, and it's a series about Harry, but as soon as he loses romantic interest in her, she just sort of drifts away as a plot point. Yeah, you know, that's like, and that's pretty common. It's a standard that's starting to change, I feel like, but I feel like that has always been pretty common when, not even just about like an Asian character, but the female love interest is kind of there just to serve the the main male character so not super surprised but I did I, I did love her when she was around um, I love her more the older I get actually I feel like I have more empathy for her when I was first reading it I felt seen in a way but also like I could never hang out with that person either I wasn't her and I couldn't be friends with her. But it was nice that she had some, there was some representation. But also, we would just like, she'd probably be mean to me or something. I don't know. Like, that's how it was a complicated relationship, me and Cho. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I hope that now you guys are friends because you guys are around the same age. Yeah, I would say it's one of those things where like we probably weren't friends in high school, but like if we connected like 10 years later, right. we'd probably be like, oh my God, you're so cool. <laughs> So Ariana's theory about Cho is that, about Cho and Marietta, is that Marietta is in love with Cho. <gasps> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So, which I love that theory. She's like, why would Marietta, whose mom works at the Ministry of Magic, go to the Dumbledore's army meeting unless she really loved Cho? Ariana's oh. like, and by that I mean really loved Cho. And I'm like, such a good point. So. Oh, my God. My mind is blown open right now. So maybe Cho and Marietta get together eventually. Oh, my God. I would so watch that show or movie or read that book. I know. The two baddest witches of the age. Like, Oh, geez. Okay. Well, forces. we just have to wait. I think we have to wait like 10 years when they start rebooting everything. And then maybe yeah. they'll be like, yeah, we'll do, we'll do a thing that follows what happened to Cho and Marietta. Yes. 
<laughs> so my two favorite show moments are her siding with Marietta and standing up to Harry in that confrontation. Uh-huh. And then my other favorite show moment, and that is because like I'm a total sucker for sports movies. Oh, like same. if I need to cry, yeah. If I need to cry, I'm like put on that Mark Wahlberg football movie. Put on <laughs> like put on Mighty Ducks too. I'll start weeping. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I am very inspired by a moment that would absolutely make me cry in the film version. Which is when Cho is like, Harry, watch out, and like gives up going for the snitch in order to protect Harry because she thinks that a Dementor is after him. And so our quiz is about, it's just three questions, and it's famous moments of sportsmanship in history. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and zero out of three is a passing grade, so (laughs) you're going to do great. All right. Let's do it. So the first question, at the infamous 1936 Olympics in Berlin, Jesse Mm -hmm. Owens, the American world record holder in the long jump, had foot faulted twice in his bid to qualify for the final. His Mm -hmm. rival, a German athlete named Long, aptly named, was clearly worried about Owens. (laughs) So what did Long do? A, give Jesse Owens a pep talk and a hug. B, give him his lucky charm to wear. C, give Mm. Owens advice on how to adjust his run-up, or D, ask the judges if Owens could have one more chance. Wow, these are very nice. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like maybe not the, not the, like, the, the instructions, because elite athletes are probably not open to hearing about how to do something. So I'm going to strike that one off. Okay. Is it D? So he actually gave him advice on how to adjust his run-up. What? I know. And Owens took the advice and then won the gold medal and Long got the silver medal. What? I know. It's amazing. It's like this incredibly beautiful story. Like, right. It's like Nazism is on the rise. This like German and American come together in this like gorgeous moment of sportsmanship. Very Cho and Harry. Oh, my God. Wow. I thought I was very cynical there. I think that that's what makes the moment so beautiful is that it goes against every stereotype that we have about athletes. Gotcha. And especially men. But. okay, All right. So doing well, doing well. Yeah, you're doing perfectly. (laughs) So we're going to fast forward by about 60 years. And in 1992, Mm. at the Summer Olympics in Barcelona, Derek Redmond from Britain was placed to win the 400-meter dash when his hamstring tore with less than (gasps) half of the race to go. Redmond got up and attempted to hobble the rest of the distance to the finish line, but the following happened instead. A, his father ran onto the track, and father and son completed the course with Derek in tears to a standing ovation from the crowd. B, his second-place competitor, Warner, asked for the race to be called off, not wanting to win if he didn't beat the best runner in the world. C, the rest of the runners, after they all finished, came back and carried him across the finish line. Or D, his coach came out and kissed him on the forehead in what is now a famous Olympic photograph. Is it is it C? Did they come help him? No, his dad came onto the no, that's onto the so, track. Oh, isn't that the sweetest thing? And that like is so sweet. Basically carried him across the finish line. Oh my god. Oh my god. It is really worth watching a video. <laughs> it's oh. so incredible. 
Wait, so did he still win or did somebody else win? No, somebody oh. else won and they disqualified him, which is oh. rude. Yeah, it's very rude. That was a, That's a good moment. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. Last question. Okay. We're going forward about 20 years. Okay. So in 2016, there was a group of five American gymnasts who won mm-hmm. the 2016 team all around. They were the last group of gymnasts coached by Marta Caroli. Mm-hmm. And so they named themselves in honor of the fact that she was retiring and had coached for over 50 years in the United States. Oh, my God. Did they call themselves the Fab Five, the Fierce Five, the Final Five, or the Fantastic Five? Oh, I really hope it's the Fantastic Five. Is it the Fantastic Five? It's the final no, five, isn't it? Yes, it's the final five. Yes, yes, yes. That's my answer. <laughs> you got it right. Uh, I know I wanted to be the Fantastic Five, too. They were called the Fierce Five, but in that Olympics, because it was going to be their coach's last Olympics, they uh-huh. renamed themselves the Final Five. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's like the Simone Biles team, and she's oh. a perfect person. So. <sighs> That was a fun Olympics to watch. That was a really fun Olympics to watch. I like am very anti-sports, but like writing this quiz made me really weepy again. I was oh. like, okay. <laughs> um, sports movies are the only movies that make me cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. Just coming together. They don't even need to win. Just coming together. I'm like, yes. Oh, when they lose, if they do it with dignity. It's yeah. so beautiful. Uh, agree. Agreed. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on and blessing Cho, who deserves absolutely all of the blessings in the world. Yeah, especially since now I know that she's queer. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you learned it here first, folks. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. This has been the Women of Harry Potter. We are Not Sorry Production, and we are produced by me, Vanessa Zoltan, Ariana Nettleman, and Chelsea Erson. A big thank you this week to the incredible Kathy Tu and to WNYC Studios and Zakia Gibbons for helping with recording on their end. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.